How are you? Good. How are you guys? We are good. Where are you? I'm in my car. <laughs> uh i am like sitting outside of our facility it was like a weird gap of time where i like couldn't drive home and get on on time but like didn't want to stay inside so i'm just sitting in my car i feel like no one talks about that those gaps of time between like training and practice That's the story of my life you could talk about that <laughs> what do you do during those gaps Oh, not much. Um, I probably am on social media more than I need to be during those gaps. Um, I need to like start carrying books around more, but I also just feel like if I don't have enough time to get into something, then I don't want to get into anything at all. True. Very all or nothing attitude, which is probably not. It's so different now because we have cell phones and social media. Like back in the day when we would be at tournaments and we'd have time between games. Like what yeah, do you do? Play just, cards. Like, played, we just like put yeah, like we played games yeah. and just like like joked around and talked to people face to face. It's so talk to people. Funny imagine. <laughs> sure. Imagine. So how was your week off? Did you do anything nice for it? Um, I came back home. I just really wanted to get home as soon as possible. Um but my roommate from college came to visit, which was really nice. Um, she is not a soccer player, so it was, like, cool to kind of have some non-soccer time for a few days. And then uh, she went back to New York, and then we got back to work here. So it was pretty uneventful, but in a good way. Did you room? Did, did she not play soccer in college? No, she didn't. She was a coxswain for lightweight rowing. Oh, that's cool. Did you, are yeah. you happy that you didn't live with a soccer player just because it gave you friends outside of the sport? Yeah, Stanford, your first year, you room, they put you with someone random. Like, you have no say in the matter at all. Um, so I had three random roommates, and I got along with all of them really well. Like, we had a good time. And then the girl I ended up living with, like, lived two doors down from us. Um, so I lived with her for the rest of college, and she's, like, one of my best friends. So um, it was nice to, like, come home and not talk about soccer yeah <laughs> that's a good or talk about soccer only for a few minutes and then move on to what else is going on in other people's lives so yeah in college we actually roomed with four girls on the softball team and we were so happy that we did that because we would have never got to know them because the soccer yeah. you know like you only hang out with your soccer friends so it's really cool yeah. to have you know if any lady ballers listening has a choice on who to pick for a roommate like maybe try to branch out yeah, because you spend so much time with your teammates as it is. Like you'll, you know, be at training and then you'll eat together and then you'll maybe have classes together and then you'll hang out together on the weekends or whatever. So it's it's also good to have other other things to balance. But every everyone's neutral is different. So everyone's balance level is different. True. And what what do you have any other hobbies like off the field? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no um my days are pretty much soccer all day and then come home and lay down for a few minutes and uh my husband and I recently got a dog so we spend a good amount of time walking the dog caring for the dog um and then like we usually make dinner together that's kind of like the closest thing I can have to a hobby um which doesn't really sound hobby like to most people i'm sure it's just like a normal facet of life but uh it's fun like we do it together and we try to make new things and um it's like our kind of fun time to do an activity together so i enjoy that a lot but other than that nah not don't have much else going on i need to so if you have any recommendations i think dogs and, husbands and dinner are <laughs> hobbies <laughs> <Yeah>. good <laughs> it's a hobby <laughs> 
it's hard it's hard to balance it all especially you're like going all the time so it's yeah. nice to also just shut off your brain and relax yeah i can't have too much i mean some people are I, it blows my mind what some people are able to do with their free time uh and i think that that was also something that was very difficult like leaving college i was used to like going all the time and just running on fumes mm -hmm. and then when i switched to professional life I, you know, the first year I was like, I'm not doing anything and I'm gonna, you know, undo all this, but then I got kind of lazier. <laughs> um, my stamina for things got lower. So, uh, again, trying to find a sweet spot where you have other things to do, but you're not overdoing it. It's, it's all tricky and it's, it's difficult. You know, it's unique to everybody. What do you think? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alana. I was gonna say, did you feel like in college that you were so like go, go, go all the time. And one thing to the next to the next that you didn't even realize how tired you were until you were put in a situation now where things are a little bit different. Like do you really only yeah. recognize that in hindsight? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that you're exhausted. Um, but that's also the norm, especially like where I went to school, everyone's like kind of burning the candle all the time, um, on both ends. And I think I think back to just like how much sleep I got versus how much sleep I get now. Um, and now I still feel tired and I'm like, how is that possible? I, how did I live? probably, yeah. How did exactly, how did I live and how did I live like so vibrantly? Like I was living and having a great time. Um, but yeah, I think you, uh, you get accustomed to the life you live. So gradually making changes. Mm -hmm. So what, what would you, what piece of advice do you wish that you could give to your college version self? To maybe oh man i don't know i i like i loved college i have a very rosy picture of it uh in hindsight but also it was very stressful for me at times especially academically um there are things that i've like read and learned now that seems so obvious um that i did not necessarily apply to school like i think in soccer you have so much of a growth mindset like oh if i train and i do like focused practice and if i rest and i take care of myself like and i you know i watch video or i like tra train all these things differently like i'll get better at this skill and i think with school i was very much like i don't understand this and like i'll never understand it i wish i just had a more growth mindset to some of my academics um but also like what we just said earlier it's like there's also much only so much time in the day and so much energy in the day so if i did do that like something else would have had to give um i also think i spent a long time like looking for something that i would feel as passionately as i do about soccer like i think a lot of people are like oh this is what i want to major in or they knew it right away i had no idea and i like tried a bunch of different things and i kept thinking like oh like i'll find it eventually and then i put myself kind of in a bind um and then when i was in that bind i realized like oh i already have my passion and it's soccer um obviously like most people don't get to like then pursue that passion for longer than college um but I knew that was like my, I think I would have like, liked to just like enjoy the learning more rather than getting the, like getting just passing and getting the grades that I need to. But that's also easy to say in hindsight, it's very hard to actually do. But um, 
yeah, I just think like applying the same growth mindset towards school and soccer and socializing and just soaking it up more. I mean, that's all sounds so lame and so cheesy, but like soak it up because it's so fun. And like my, I had a relative who before I went to college was like, this is the only time in your life where you're going to be like living and doing everything with people who are like exactly in your age group, exactly in your shared experience, like in this thing, like enjoy it. And I did. Um, and that was great advice. Um, I wish I would have done that more. Yeah. I don't know. I just talked for 10 minutes. I don't even know if I answered your question directly. So sorry. Well, you brought up so many good points, but it's just so true. Like, like thinking back, I always talk about this, but I feel like I like was so, just wrapped up in everything that I just like, didn't appreciate the time in college. And I was so stressed out all the time that like, I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, those were like the best years and I can never get that time back. So it's just a nice reminder for players, like just enjoy every second of being with your team and all that, because the the real world smacks you in the face really hard. (laughs) We were talking about that even yesterday at at the spirit is like, we get so wrapped up in our own like struggles in our own life and it's like look we're playing soccer for a living like how we should enjoy it because it's just how rare we've dreamt of this how like rare is this we have a great you know like team and like there's so many things to be grateful for um so I agree with you but it's also like at the end of the day you got to get things done too so I think there's a normal amount of things that are going to be stressful and difficult I don't want to say like oh it should all be like just enjoy and soak up the fun and I don't seek out those challenges like I learned a lot from those academic challenges so um I don't know how did I'm making it all up do you have any tips for dealing with stress whether it's soccer or academic or just trying to balance it all talk to somebody (laughs) um I think and uh I think sorry I'm really on the growth mindset thing these days but I think um it's good to have people that yeah, like listen and understand you and help you, whether that's like a peer who's a friend or um, is it a therapist? Is it a sports psychologist? Is it a coach? Is it a mentor? Is it a professor? Is it a family member or just someone who helps you like listen and, or some people can do it themselves. Like they can just journal, but just being able to, process your thoughts and your state of emotions and like understand yourself I think um or meditate so like I do a meditation everything a meditation thing every day um that I started doing because of my sports psych um and again I know that's like a privilege that I have that not a lot of people have but um there are also like other ways that you can tap into that on your own um So I think it's just like accepting things as they are and like accepting yourself as you are and like letting it go kind of, and then being able to accept where you are as a part of your journey and not like the be all end all, like it's all going to come and go. So I don't know if I explained that well either, but that is kind of like, I think with stress, people think a lot of times like, oh, I'm stressed. So I must now do something. But I think we can be a lot more proactive with our practicing how we handle stress so that when the stressful things come along, it's like we already have the tools to handle it or we're more aware of them. So we like catch our stress levels before they get really high because that's what I used to do. I used to get like really stressed about soccer, obviously. 
Um, I still do get really stressed about soccer. I'm not going to say that I don't, but I think I would wait till I was like on the verge of like having a mental breakdown, which is, it happens from time to time. We all do it. And like, I would wait and then I would go talk to a sports psych. And that was really, really helpful and helped kind of get me back on track. But now my approach to it is like, I, you know, I spend so much time like physically training to prepare for games. Like, why don't I put in that same kind of like training with my mental health? Um, So I think, and there's, like I said, there's so many different ways to do that. And like, everyone's different. So I think just, I would encourage people to like explore what brings them back to that like neutral or explore different like coping mechanisms and figuring out what works for them so that they're more prepared and it's easier to employ when you need it. Yeah. You just hit the nail on the head. I was just going to say that, like, I feel like the mental health side of things should be built into your practice. So practice is not just playing on the field. It should be a part of your life. Like every day, how are you proactively supporting your, your stress levels and your body and all of that? Because you, that's the longevity in it. If you just hold it in, like you said, you're going to have a panic attack or a mental breakdown because you didn't talk to someone about all of your stress and everything that's going on. So it's just a really, really good point and a nice reminder to players listening to add in the mental health side of things every single day, take care of yourself. Yeah. Wish I did that like way earlier. Um, but here I am still learning. And what about, I mean, I know different players have things that they use to recover. Um, whether that's from Mm -hmm. practice or injuries, is there anything that you find super helpful? Um, like after training or anything that, that you think helps elevate your play? Um, I have, for me, it's more like prehab routine that really helps me a lot. Um, like my prehab and activation routine, I think it helps me from a physical perspective, but also a mental perspective. Um, and then I usually like do a a quick, like cool down and stretch after that's something that I used to do and then got away from for a while. And I recently just came back to it. Um, no, I like, don't have any like really unique, crazy things. Honestly, the best things are the simplest things, which are, you know, sleep, hydrate, eat well. Um, and I think with a lot of like recovery tools, again, it's different for everybody. And a lot of it is mental too. It's like, if you can kind of like placebo effect your way into something that works for you or the opposite, like if you don't think something works for you, it might not. Um, so yeah, I have like, I I use a lot of different recovery tools, but I don't have anything that I like swear by for honestly, it's just like, how am I sleeping? How am I hydrated? How am I eating? And then like, how am I moving and just kind of checking in with myself on those, on those things. And do you think those have helped you stay away from injury as much as possible? <laughs> oh, not quite. <laughs> I think this is something I've talked with my sports like a lot about is like, for me, I would, I'm very much like a checklist person. I'm like, if I do all these things, it's like a little bit perfectionisty, which we can talk about later. But um, like, if I do all these things, like I should be good. And there's just no, there's nothing in life that like gives you that hundred percent guarantee. Like you're going to do all the recovery tools. Um, and it still doesn't add up to hundred percent. Like there's still life, there's still chance, there's still risk of injury. Um, and I think that's something that like, especially this year I've had to accept because I've been like, I'm doing all the right things. Like, why is this happening? 
Um, and I think when I went through like my biggest injury, my ACL injury is like, I looked at it as an opportunity to learn about myself and learn about my body. And I think, um, we were talking about like stress and I think the same is true for adversity is like, there's always going to be an element of it. And injuries are probably one of the hardest things I think for athletes, um, to deal with. And I think if you look at it, as like a part of the process and a part of your journey rather than, you know, like, Oh, I did something wrong or something is wrong with me. Then it kind of helps shift your mindset again into to learning about your body and learning about your performance and learning about how you can improve. Um, so just taking it as like information to use rather than the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I remember when I tore my ACL, I learned so much about how much I loved soccer and how I just wanted to be out there. And I swear I became a better player afterwards. Mm-hmm. It just helped me understand like so much about what I wanted to do for my future and playing in college and stuff. So I'm curious, what did you learn about yourself while you were injured? Yeah, I learned, oh, sorry, my video turned off. Um, well, I think I, when I got hurt, I was in college, I was in my junior year. I, had like a lot of scary moments where I thought like, Oh, I had just gotten in with the national team and I tore my ACL right after. And I was like, was that my only chance? Like, was, did I, I've wanted to do that my whole life. Did I do it? And that was it. Like four games. Was that it? Um, and instead I was like, okay, I've, I've done it once I can do it again. So I viewed it as more as like a building from scratch and learned a lot more about like strength and conditioning and, um, just like paying more attention to how I treated my body I think and like I I talked about prehab and recovery and how much how important those things are um I knew them before but I think you value them very differently after going through a serious injury and then I think I was also in a way like I spun it to to where I was like oh I'm grateful this happened to me because I have this feeling that if I hadn't gotten hurt that I probably wouldn't have graduated college and um also, like I started dating Drew right when I tore my ACL and like, would we have end up, ended up together had I not like stayed at Stanford? So I think, um, again, like viewing, just like looking for the positives in, in any situation. Um, and I think I just, I learned a lot about like patience and asking for help. Um, I think that when... <laughs> Like if someone's injured and you see someone on the street who's like having a hard time and you like offer, you want to help them. Like you offer to hold open the door for them or offer to carry something for them and you enjoy helping people. But I think when you're injured, like that happened to me a lot. Like I'd have two crutches and someone would be like, oh, do you, can I carry, you know, your tray for you? And I'd be like, no, I got it. And I'm like, Andy, it's physically impossible for you to do this by yourself. Like, why would you say no? Um, so I think just being able to say like, yes, like, can you please help me do this? Um, because people enjoy helping you and like, it's good to ask for and accept help, especially from your friends and, um, people who are your support system, like they want to be there for you. So allowing people to do that. I learned a lot about that. Um, I learned about, I mean, I learned so much. I could go on and on and on and on. I learned so much about like confidence because like coming back from injury, like you've or it's not easy like you think that oh once I'm cleared to play like I'm good and it's like no you have to kind of 
grow back into the game and everything. So um, I learned about like struggling more. That's the most, you know, one of the times I struggled with confidence the most. Um, There were much more, many more times after that, but I think it helped me also like relate to teammates better and understand what it's like to go through an injury and come back or what it's like to not be playing your best and feel confident and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I learned a million, a million, a million things. Do you think after your injury, it helped you be a teammate to injured, like injured teammates as well? Like you were yeah. saying about how offering for help and everything. Is there things that you do now for teammates who have maybe just like got hurt or, or things that you would give advice to other lead ballers? Yeah, I think, um, when I got hurt, so many people reached out to me that I was blown away, like by how much love and support I got, especially at the beginning. Um, and everyone, there's nothing you can like say to make it better for somebody. I think everyone's like, I'm so sorry. Like you'll be back stronger. Let me know if there's anything I can do. And that was like so beautiful and so helpful. However, I think that like a lot of that outpouring of support comes at the beginning and the journey is long. And like, even when you like look better, like you're not using crutches or like walking on your own, like you're still struggling and you're still not playing. You're still away from the game that you love. So I think if you have someone that's injured, it's like, if you have a friend that's injured or a teammate that's injured, it's, it's really helpful to check on them throughout their rehab and like, see if you can do anything throughout the journey and not just like offer support at the beginning. Um, again, but that also goes back to like asking for help, right? Like if someone offers you support at the beginning and then later on you need it, like ask for it. Um, but I just, that's something that I do now, like with teammates, especially if they're like away from the team, just checking on in on them every once in a while and be like, where are you at in your recovery? Like what's going on in your life? Like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, but that can also be a hard balance too. Like sometimes people like don't want to talk about it because everyone asks them the same question. So I just think just being aware of all the complications that go into it. And it's just, it's, you don't need to overcomplicate it. Just like be a good friend, be a good person. Yeah. I like that advice. Cause I think oftentimes everyone wants to do something in the beginning. And then as soon as, and that could be if they've had, you know, something else difficult in their life happen, whether it's someone, you know, passes away or some sort yep. of something happening with an injury and everyone's there in the beginning, but then it slowly tapers off, which some people might rather that deal with it themselves, but it's good just to check in and know, like as a teammate and a friend, you're always going to be there if they want, you know, if they want the help, you're there for it. So that's really good advice. Exactly. All right. If you have time, could we do finish with a quick, would you rather? Yes. Okay, cool. We'll be fast. Um, would you rather carpool karaoke or dancing with the stars? Oh my gosh. I have so many questions, <laughs> which is not how would you rather goes. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say dancing with the stars. Nice. Would you rather spend the day at the gym or on the field? Field. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Who says the gym? <laughs> Once in a while we get a gym. Very rare. <laughs> Sweet or salty? Sweet. Iced or hot coffee? Hot. Are you have a day off? Are you going out? Or are you staying in? Staying in. <laughs> Not even close. I feel like that's such an overriding theme amongst yeah. players. I don't know if it's because soccer is such a social 
sport like you're just around you it's not a soul you're not training alone a lot of the time mm. I don't, is that why everyone's just like, like covid like everyone got really comfortable with saying it it was like this is actually really really pleasant <laughs> yeah I think that's a good I think that's a good point I also think that for me it's like I travel so much that I just want I want to be home yeah. yeah um salsa or guac guac are you running, you have to run a fitness test. Are you choosing the beep test or a timed mile? Oh, neither. Um, that's, the, that's the only correct answer in that. Yeah. A timed mile. I haven't run a timed mile in a long yeah. time. That's gross. That's something I hope that I can go the rest of my life without having to do ever again. Yeah. Or, or what, what is your like favorite or least favorite fitness test? I think um, in college, we would do doggies, which were like five back, 10 back, 15 back, 20 back, 25 back. So like painting the field? Yeah, but like shuttles. Like I think I would do a shuttles. Yeah. Because you have a set number. I think that is really helpful for me. <laughs> yeah. And I also think you're, you're changing direction. It like feels more soccer specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like the soccer specific fitness tests. Like those should be the ones that we're doing, not like yeah, crazy. But the beep, the beep is like supposedly soccer specific, and I hate the beep. So, (laughs) (laughs) would you rather read or watch TV? Ooh, I like both, but so context is important. Um, I would say I watch more TV than I read, but I still enjoy reading. Would you rather order takeout or cook? Am I by myself? Yeah. Yes. I'll probably order takeout. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're only cooking with a partner. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Would you rather go in a submarine or jump out of an airplane? Jump out of an airplane. Would you rather have a fresh haircut or a fresh Manny and Petty? Manny Petty. And the last one, what's your biggest soccer girl problem? My biggest soccer girl problem. Wow, what a good question. You know what? I'm going to, you said hair. I really hate my game day hair. Like, I feel like I don't have, some people have a game day hair look or a training hair look. And I just don't understand how to get one of those. And I, (laughs) that's how I I felt. Like, do I put more effort and practice into it? but I don't really I want agree. to, like, that's not my vibe. But then I'm like, cause I think the effortless look is in, right. But so I'm like, Oh, I'll just be effortless. And then I look at myself, I'm like, well, that's not it. <laughs> so I think, um, I'm like, yeah, like not having the, the confident game day hair. I, I agree. Like, I actually really envy people who have that, but it's like their go-to hairstyle that they know won't get in their way. Like, yes. looks good. It can't just look good. It has it to be good. effective. Yeah. It has to stay. Yeah, they can they can count on it. I mean, there's yeah. so many things. I don't have that, but yeah, I wish I did too. Well, that's a that's a really good one. I think that's one of the best we've had. So it, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on. We know you're super busy and we really Yeah, I'm so sorry. It was like so hard to get on. Oh. I'm like a hot mess. You have a lot going on, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And we hope we get to see you play in person soon. Yeah, I hope so. Have a great day. Thank you. You guys too. Talk to y'all later.